If you enjoy Our Sinclair and want to support the show, please visit our page at patreon.com slash Our Sinclair. Hi everybody, welcome to Our Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about RoboCop. Yeah. Now Aaron... Famously, you have never seen the film RoboCop, It's correct? funny because I will say I have watched chunks of it. I watched the ending just the other day. It was awesome. Good ending. RoboCop is a film that uh, I was not prepared for. Yeah. Um, I watched it a couple years ago, and uh, I was not prepared for the level of violence involved. It's, it's over-the-top yeah, violence. Yeah. It's machete levels You of know, I, I, am, uh, I get a little squeamish. Around How did you the, become uh, so sensitive? Did you did you have a violent upbringing? No, no. I I really think it's kind of like you know uh, tryptophobia. You know what that is? Too much tripping? No, that's like the fear of small holes and things. Have you have you heard of this disorder? It's not really a disorder. You made that up. Didn't you? No, it's small a, holes. It's yeah. not like if I held a donut up, they'd be like, oh. No, but uh, like think about like the the surface of a strawberry it has many like small pock marks in it. That, but those are holes. And that 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 freaks people out. The new Mac Pro. I've uh, never heard is, of this. Okay, well look it up. Wiki okay. it. Tryptophobia. I, I just I feel like I, I there's just something about lots of blood and seeing people in pain that this doesn't do it for me. Man. Let me tell you something. As a, as a lifelong wrestling and MMA fan, I love the pain. I love machete. Now, I don't like gore fests or, or a torture porn, any of that garbage. I want the pain to be earned. Mm. I like man-on-man violence. I like beatdowns. That's well, what I like. When you're, looking for, when you're looking for man-on-man, RoboCop Or women-on-women the... violence. I'm down with that, too. Yeah. So, RoboCop was uh, it was a big deal, you know, in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, man. It was yeah. a huge property. Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing... And RoboCop was one of those movies. The first one was ultra-violent, but then they discovered that they could market RoboCop to kids. Then RoboCop became more family-friendly. Yeah. And there was that weird period in between, like when the ZX Spectrum game was released, that they, they bought the rights to RoboCop to release, and they marketed this game to kids. So, once the kids bought up RoboCop and it sold like gangbusters, RoboCop 2, PG-13, then I believe RoboCop 13. Uh, three was a PG. Really? So then RoboCop was just picking flowers. Man, you really, it's, you really did your homework. I did. I did. You know, I work with a lot of police officials, you know, and I've thought about the prospect of actually having the RoboCop surgery done to some of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to tell the county. I go to this county, and this guy was a, the guy that won as the sheriff of the county. Literally, until he won as sheriff, he'd never held office. He was a pipe fitter. Really? And I was there the day he came into office, and he was like, What's a subpoena? What's going on? What's all this crap in the car? I had no idea what was going on. He's your sheriff. So what if you robocop this guy up? Mm-hmm. It's no good. Because what would probably happen, these counties are cash-strapped, right? So robocop was the most sophisticated cop ever built, right? We would be, in my area, it'd be like you'd be using like a TI-99 <laughs> level or a Raspberry Pi robocop. And so robocop's li- it would have great limitations. He, instead of a real gun, he's got like a laser tag gun. That's right. You know, you know, a RoboCop had to think that the gun would come out of his hip and mm-hmm. stuff. That we, we can't afford that crap. No. You know, so what you would get is probably they have a, a the duct tape to his arm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, you know how RoboCop would be like, "Stop or I'll shoot." You know, you know, they'd have one of those. He'd have a megaphone with a robot voice on it. Don't you know? Halt! 
That's the best we could do. You know, it was, it was funny because I always thought it was weird that RoboCop, he had all this advanced technology, but they couldn't get away from the robot voice, the synthetic robot voice. Though it looked like RoboCop's mouth was unimpeded. We need someone to go, Amiga News. That's that's the same guy. It that's is. The voice. It's the voice. Now, listen, if you're going to have a RoboCop, he's got to sound like that. What if he sounded like a normal guy? RoboCop rolls up, he's like, oh, geez, how's it going? You know? Or he sounds like Woody Allen. <laughs> I'm like a RoboCop. You sound like Potsy from Happy Days. Well, I'm just saying, do you want a RoboCop to sound like that? No. You want him to sound like a cool guy. That's true. And listen, there's nothing more emotionless and cold than a machine, and you're darn sure not going to violate what they say because they don't care. They're a remorseless killing machine. Yeah. If you sound like Andy Griffith, like, hey, I'm the RoboCop. You're not going to take that seriously. You're just going to do whatever you want. That's true. RoboCop would be giving out speeding tickets like a meter maid. He wouldn't be pumping holes in, in bad guys. That's what you need is a robot voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So RoboCop came along at a time in the 80s when uh, when people were were leaving. You know, the RoboCop set in Detroit. There was sort of a, a fear of the big city that was prevalent in the 80s. Lots of people were leaving, fleeing to the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And um, good move. Yeah, and uh, I guess I can live near Detroit. And I guess uh, RoboCop was actually uh, developed by this guy who wanted to make sort of a, a parody of the ultra violence that people assumed was going on in big cities wasn't, all over the world. Wasn't the guy that made this like a French gentleman or something like that? He was yeah, like, he was not American. He was. So. Listen, you. I, you ever been? You've been to Detroit before. I've been to Detroit. You know, it's funny. Detroit's falling on some rough times, boat has them with this water yeah. crisis mm-hmm. up there in Flint. And, well, I went to see. Detroit. I went to see Depeche Mode in Detroit. Really? Yeah. How were they? Well, it was. It, they were. They were very old. Did they? Did, did they do enjoy the silence? They did do enjoy oh, the that's silence. That's pretty good. Yeah. But Detroit's that city that's just it's beleaguered, beat down. You mm-hmm. know, I don't pick on Detroit that much because it was the Detroit was the punchline of the '80s. Yeah. You know, it was this beat down city. Now I feel we have something in common with them. We got bad water. The city is Detroit, and the There's surrounding drugs. area, the 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 woods have taken it. They've given parts of the city back to the nature. Half the citizens of Detroit now reside in Huntington. Right, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know, they they do have an active export trade there. But I mean, so I've, the the people in Detroit have problems. But when this movie was made. Detroit was no joke. Yeah, it was bad times up it in was. Detroit. I mean, not the wacky bad times they got now. These are like <laughs> these are like criminal bad times, and you needed a RoboCop. Now, what's the guy's name? Ed two oh nine or whatever, the, the mm-hmm. little the mech that they've right. got. Mm-hmm. That would also be a pretty a pretty good enforcer. I mean, if you put some of those out in the road, I think you would keep people. I don't know. What do you? Well, you kill a bunch of people. Well, I mean, let's pretend that they got it. They worked out the kinks. <laughs> yeah, they worked out for the kinks. Do you, Do you want to have? I mean, would you be comfortable in driving driving around the streets of Hurricane with some with some mechanized drones, just we mounted guns and stuff? Would that make you feel safe? Yeah, I'd feel a lot better. We need some of those <laughs> real bad. <laughs> now, Roy, we need them in a, all over the. Roy, the interstates need them because you know I'm I'm driving to work this morning. Uh, the speed limit in America and our roads is 70 miles an hour, right? That's American speed limit. And I don't know what that is in kilometers. You'll have to do the math. Yeah. So if you aren't driving at least 85, you're an old woman. That's true. They're just, they're just killing it out Especially there. in Kentucky. And then what happens if there's if someone takes a, a, an eyedropper, right? Mm-hmm. Well, a, or an eardropper or an eyedropper, and they put one little drop of water on the road, it's a 50-car pileup of certain doom. That's true. It's because people are out of control. They're crazy out there, mm-hmm. you know? So we could use a RoboCop-style mech to just, if you see a guy go 85, Put a hole in it. Just one hole. One hole in the tire. No, not in the tire. In you his head? No, right in the bumper. Oh, the warning bumper. shot. Okay. You know? okay. Another thing I'd like to do is, remember in the Bond movie, they had a helicopter with a freaking magnet on the top? And so, 
okay, here's the bad guy. I'm escaping. I'm a bad guy. Boom, 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 boom. Here comes the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Bam. Giant bag. And they just lift that sucker off the ground. No. Oh. And after you get up so high in the air, you drop him. You just drop him. Court's adjourned. You know what I mean? <laughs> what movie was that? Uh, it was one of the early Bond movies. It may have been uh, Doctor No or mm. one of the other. That's the way you I'll do it. I have to watch that. I always one. wonder why they didn't do that with car chases. Have a helicopter with a big old magnet on the bottom. That'd be awesome. It would be awesome. I guess power lines and stuff. And I, I think the, the, the helicopter weighs much, much less than a car. It would be difficult. to No, no. You car. get one of those big Russian helicopters that look like fifty tanks. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> get one of those Remember Russian Red Dawn when that helicopter comes. Up? You ever seen that? No. Uh, you can tell me about it. Move along. R- Red Dawn. Coming soon to a spectrum near you. Man. Let's talk about Robocop the game, Aaron. Okay, Robocop the game. Now, this game I'd heard a lot about. Now, this is one of the few games we've done on this show that I actually have had a cup of coffee with in the past. So, uh, year of release, 1988. A fine, a year before I graduated from high school. I was seven. Mm. Oh, man, yeah, way to be young, Boat. So, this thing was authored by a, a, a slew of folk. I'm going to go through some of their credentials here because they're important. You had Mike Lamb. He's the brother of Robert Lamb from Chicago. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he did, he did Arkanoid and Revenge of Don't, mm-hmm. if you recall that one. Uh, Batman the movie, Combat School. Ooh. There's a port of that on Man. here. Who knew? I we know. got so many games to play on the Spectrum. I can't pool. wait. Got to have Pool. Renegade, all right? The Spectrum Copy Program, <laughs> like that one. Uh, uh, you also did Top Gun. Hey, not bad. That's amongst the things he did. Then you've got Don Drake. Now, Don, I'm assuming this is a lady. Is it Don's not a man's name anywhere in the no. no world, is it? Uh, she did Airborne Ranger, which I played that on the on the PC, if you remember that one. Batman the movie, Breakthrough, Game, Summer Edition. All right, Go for the Gold. It's a it's a knockout. Sounds pretty good. I can't wait to play it. We have we we've yet to do a boxing game on this. Road Runner and Target Renegade. Uh, and then you've got Joe, J- Jonathan Dunn. He did the Adams Family on the spec. Did you know they had an Adams Family on here? We're playing it next week. You're ki- you're making that up. No. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. You saw the future, eh? Uh, Chase HQ was in that. Uh, he was in Guerrilla War, New Zealand Story, so Renegade 3, which I've not heard good things about that. Then you, lastly, you had Bill Harbison. He was in Chase, uh, Chase HQ, Dragon Ninja. I want to get that in sometime. Le Mans, WEC Le Mans. So you got some guys that did some heavy-duty booty. There's a lot of good action here uh, out of these guys. Uh, of course, this is a movie tie-in to mm-hmm. the film RoboCop. Uh, this is a one-player game. Now, uh, I could not get the joystick to work, so I had to use what? the key. It wouldn't work for me. My setup, it wouldn't work. I don't you know why. Play on, you need to play on a real spec. I got that program you were talking about, and it still... Actually, I didn't try it on there, but it didn't work for me. So, this was released at a... This is a bargain basement price here, Boat, in my opinion. You could get this bad boy for £8.95p on tape, and the disc version, £14.95p. I'll tell you the reason why. Why Because this was released in 1988. Right. The Spectrum was not a new system by 88. Well, I'm just saying so they, were, they were marking things down left and right. That's a good deal, though. It is. Is my, is my point. Every game's a bargain on the Spectrum. That's <laughs> got a good point there. So uh, this came out on a, a million different computers and, 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 and home consoles in various forms, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You got the Amstrad. You got the C64. You got MS, the arcade game. MSX. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, the NES and the Sega Master System got this game as well. 
Now, have you played this on any other? I mean, we did this on the Amiga, as I recall, too. I want to say that this game was back, it was was at the Skate Arena when I was in uh, maybe eighth or ninth grade. This was a Data East joint. Mm -hmm. And so you know, it's uh, Data East was doing a lot of good stuff back yeah. in those days, man. Yeah. Including. Uh, um, the uh, that spy that spy game Sly Spy was theirs. Of course, Bad Dudes was there. They did some good stuff, and and uh, I will say this was not one that I played a lot in the arcade. And the reason, although it did have that Data East look to it, they had this sort of font that they mm -hmm. used. The look of the game. I don't know if it was a resolution. I don't know what it was, but they, the Data East games of that era had this specific look. It was a very bad dude sort of look. It, it well, I mean, it, I, Bad Dudes wasn't the first one to do it, but it does. Yeah, they but all it, had something. That's what it reminds yeah, me yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, again, this game really didn't have a lot to do with some of the other games. Uh, the uh, uh, Now, by the way, this had a Tandy color computer release, Color Computer 3. I'm on it. Well, I'm going to be finding yeah, that. Yeah, that's going to be episode one of the Coco Show. So, oh, please. So, you, what did you think about this game? Tell us, walk us through this. What, tell us, tell the, folk, the fine folks what the game is and how it works. So, this is a uh, side-scrolling um, shooter. Um, you play as as RoboCop, the titular RoboCop, Officer Murphy, I believe is his yes. name. Yes, and uh, you you progress through the uh, through the stage, going from left to right, shooting bad guys with your gun. Um, as you traverse through the stage, you can pick up um, upgrades for your gun, which give you a more powerful weapon and health uh, and bullets. Now, one of the things that makes this game interesting and unique is that you do have a limited number of bullets that you have. Yeah. And once you run out of bullets, RoboCop becomes a uh, a, a street fighting man. He's Robo Screwed. Yeah. Is what yeah. happens. He because, gets out there and sucks. Because you can punch, but guess what? Nobody else is punching out there. Everybody else is packing the heat. They're packing heat. They're running over you with crap. They're, yeah. they're beating you like a dog. So you really have to manage your ammo in this game. Now, one of the cool things about this game is once you upgrade your weapons, then you 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 know you continue to have the ammo for your weaker gun as well as your stronger gun. Yeah. And your new gun uh, is going to be much more powerful. It's so you can blow through scene. guys. You roll through that one, and then you move back to whatever your backup exactly. gun is. Exactly. And I like that. I like the fact that they didn't make you switch between guns. Yeah, because I hate that. You're, you're never going to want to pick the weaker gun. You're but always going to want the big also, gun. Also, you're not going to want to fiddle around with the keyboard anymore than you have to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, this game is, um, I, you know, I struggle to, to say it's 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 a it's a kind of a slow plotting endeavor. To be well, you're with you. plotting. Everyone well, else is going great. Yeah, RoboCop is not a fast moving uh, speed demon. Why did they not put wheels on this guy? <laughs> He is, yeah. He needed some of those shoes that have the roller skates on the back. Roller blades. Some Heelys, I think is Heelys. what they're called. Heelys, that'd be yeah. better. Those were invented back in no, the day. No, but he, he, could, he could sure use some. Now, when you complete a stage, Robocop enters the 3D world because he, uh, he, he walks back towards another street. Yeah. And sometimes that will lead you to a first-person view where Robocop will have to uh, defeat a bad guy who's holding a hostage. How'd that, how'd that go for you? Well, you know, it's it's funny because you spend a lot of time shooting the hostage's arm, yeah. which is the, obviously his weak point. Um, and, uh, you know, I got to a certain point in this game where I had to flip the tape. And then I was unable to flip the tape because I didn't have a tape drive. I was using the uh, the phone. I played the disc version. Mm, I probably should have gone with that on the emulator, but I wanted to be authentic. I wanted to play it on the original 48. Now, did the tape version have the cool digitized voices in it? No. Okay, so you played the you probably you might have even played the 128K version if you have the digitized voices. It was cool. Robocop. It should be said because I have watched some uh, some footage of the 128K version. 
it's got some great music. Yeah, it does. One of the most iconic uh, songs of the Spectrum era comes from RoboCop. I almost picked it as the theme for this show, actually, when I was thinking about it. The, the digitized the, music in this was great, but the digitized sound... The, the what are sound, some of the samples they give you? He he says he, he's, he says all the lines from the little credo, you know? It's cool. Protect the innocent. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I was like, wow. That's, I was... I was I was messing with this at work a little bit, mm. and my my buddy was there. He goes, "Are you watching RoboCop?" I'm like, "No, I'm playing <laughs> RoboCop." Oh. Wow! He was like, "Oh!" And then he looked at the screen. He was like, "Oh!" And well, then he now, wait away. a minute. I, I would have stopped right there. This this is a finely detailed game. Listen, is it monochrome? It is. All right, with the exception of the background colors aren't black and white. Sometimes they're blue or red or but. But I mean, the detail work and this is is totally fine. I, Even yeah. the cracks in the windows and the walls, the the little windows of the shops have sail on them. There's stuff in there. You know what this is reminiscent of is playing a game on the classic Macintosh. It is. We've not the first time we've made that comparison either. Uh, the uh, uh, everything is playing now. Listen, is this an easy game, Boaster? No, absolutely no. Whoa, I could not get past the third level. But uh, it's detailed. It plays, it's, you know, my biggest problem with Robocop is the same as it was in the arcade. I couldn't jump. And so you just basically, Robocop's a face, effectively a, a walking tank. Yes. And so you've got to go on the very, assumption. He moves at the speed of a tank, too. You've got to go through this game knowing you're just going to get smashed a lot. There's nothing you can do about it. You know, eat it, jerk. You're going to mm. take it. And so when you can't actually move, avoid stuff, all you can do is try to shoot the guys that are shooting you as quickly as possible. Something else that drove me nuts is you can't walk. You can only walk backwards to a certain point. So if you if there's a dude up at a window that's blowing you away, and you're like, I'm gonna go back and get that guy, you can't. What I what I've discovered about this game is that you just need to move through the stage as quickly as possible. You cannot stop and try and kill everything. Yeah, you just got to keep on plodding through at the glacial speed the Robocop goes because the rest of the guys in this game can move at least twice as fast as you can. They can also fire twice as fast as you can. Something else that would happen to me is if I was getting particularly pummeled, like Robocop seems sort of freeze. Yeah, yeah. And they would just just pound Robocop (laughs) like a dog and you're just like, I can't move. Help me, help me. And you're because a big part of this game is ducking Mm -hmm. when you shoot. Well, guess what? The bad guys can duck, too. Mm-hmm. The bad guys come in mass. The bad guys are shooting. There's like three or four guys shooting from all over the screen, and, you, and the bullets converge on your spot. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, the bad guys aren't stupid. They're not going to shoot at you when they know they can't hit you. So when you go to hit them, they just wait and they shoot you again. Absolutely. It's extremely hard. Another thing I had trouble with was negotiating stairs. Not the easiest thing to, to get up You to have to line yourself up just right. Yeah, and so if you're in a hurry, if you're getting hammered and you get to the stairs, you're boned. Something else, I think, the screen that you come to the second level where you have to shoot that hostage in like the first person, or shoot the guy that's got the hostage, I, I, I think I shot the hostage. I know I did, because the hostage disappeared, and then I just shot the guy that was holding her hostage. <laughs> so apparently you can blow away the hostage, then blow away the guy that was holding her hostage, as far as I can tell. That's how they roll in Detroit. You know, so I thought that was... I will say that would amuse me, but I don't think I got the point total I should have, because I, I think I killed the hostage. Yeah, and this is one of these games that... I, you know, I obviously I didn't get very far at all because of the, the, the tape situation, but I watched some, some playthroughs of this, and this game does hit the high points of the movie. You know, you've got the Ed 209 or whatever a, in there. There's several of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it does do a pretty faithful job of, uh, of recreating the, the, the iconic scenes of the movie. Um, but Ed's a puss in this, too. You just wait till he's not shooting, and you shoot him. 
And when you kill them, it just sort of, it's almost like when a, a, a power supply, a computer blows up, it just smokes. And then you look back and it's still there. It's just all, he's charred. Yeah. Down. You're given three lives in this game and you're giving a pretty generous health meter. But the problem is, is that you're just constantly soaking up bullets because your enemies are just firing at you. And the way that the game sets up the enemies, you're, you're left in these positions where you have no choice but just take seven or eight bullets every time you try and take aim to take somebody down. Yeah. So. It's, you know... This game is for me was a mixed bag. I, 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 and the funny thing is, I'll tell you, I've played this in the arcade a million times and other systems. It's never an easy game. I know it's beloved, and I can see why because in terms of the of a uh, a good looking, good sounding, pretty fun game, this ticks all the boxes off. That that's not the problem. It's just I'm not very good at it. This is one of those games, and we talked this before when we did uh, Manic Miner, for example. It's one of those games where if this is the game you had for the month, you would become a master mm-hmm. of this game. Mm-hmm. And so in today, when I've got a week, and I, we play these games over a week, and when you're playing it, maybe you have three or four play sessions with it, you know, you're not going to become the master of this game like someone who has this as their only game for a month. And you can see how this game could be endearing to somebody if they play it over and over and they get really good at it and run through it over and over and over. It's good looking. It's got a lot of character. Uh, the, it was well thought out. The level design, everything was perfectly fine. The control was, it's okay once you get used to it. It's but it's goofy. It's sort of like if the Turrican guy like was real stiff, mm-hmm. basically and well, slow. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's real. I mean, RoboCop. To me, it seems like RoboCop is less effective than a normal man. <laughs> You know, well, judging from the enemies in this game, you're 100% correct. Because the, the, the enemies in these games are doing circus tricks, and they're jumping all around. The only advantage is, guys, he can take a, a crap load of shots mm-hmm. and not die. But, I mean, otherwise, everyone else, like you said, they're, they're going up and down. They're Get, crazy. Yeah, give me normal cop any day. What I'd like to have is, like, one of the bad dudes in this game that then you could get something. Oh done. yeah, but oh yeah. Robo, or maybe have RoboCop in their game. Mm-hmm. But but he's too slow, and he and he and the inability to jump. And I know RoboCop probably weighs a lot because of all that machinery that's in him. You know, I wonder what he cost. Remember back in the day when they had the the, the, the toilet seal in the spaceship cost like twelve thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what the state wasted a RoboCop? Oh well, that's why Detroit went down the tubes. They because, were on their way back up until they built RoboCop. You know, whenever the government gets people to build stuff, well, they pay them like they fleece them every time. Mm-hmm. You can see where there's one RoboCop. They built one guy. <laughs> that's it. It's like, listen, we can't afford a force of RoboCop. You get one guy. Don't break him. You know they send this guy out of the world. Mm-hmm. But overall, a fun game. It but not you know, it's really tough. Real tough game. Well, you know, uh, our buddy Duncan Styles, Amigos contributor, uh, did a side by side of uh, RoboCop on the Spectrum and oh, the, the Amstrad CPC. Ooh, color. And uh, it's immediately apparent that on the CPC version, uh, RoboCop moves much more like a human and much less like a tank, like a Sherman tank. He's marching. Uh, yeah, he he's moving down through the, the level. It looks like the Amstrad is in this particular case is the clear winner uh, between the, the the Spectrum and the Amstrad version. Although I believe that the uh, the Spectrum version was released first, so uh, they- I think the Spectrum is sharper looking. I will mm-hmm. say that it's it's a you can if you look at the detail between the two. I mean, look at the Spectrum where you got broke, you got the windows are broken. Oh yeah, there's cracks in the in the, in the thing there. The the, the Amstrad version is not as attractive. But it's in color and it moves it quicker. It moves quicker. It moves so quicker. Really, it I think it's more on what matter you're of after. taste. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So make sure you check out our Amigos Retro Gaming channel on YouTube if you haven't to check out that comparison yeah. video. And thank you, Duncan, for doing that. Um, we should mention now. I'll, well, let's go, we can go ahead and get into some of the re, uh, the reviews and whatnot on this thing because 
Uh, this game was, as you can imagine, was heavily reviewed. So, um, world, the World of Spectrum, where of course I get all of my scores to start off with, eight point three four, very a lofty score yeah. indeed. Crash gave this a ninety two percent. CBG gave it a ninety five percent. Sinclair user at ninety four percent. Your Sinclair eight out of ten. Ace eight hundred seven out of a thousand. I love that. I love <laughs> the game machine gave it eighty one percent, and Crash gave it the Crash Smash Award, and Computer and Video Games named it the Game of the Month. Uh, so it was very wi- well received. Uh, it's also one of the biggest selling games of all times on the platform. Uh, it was number one on the on the Spectrum sales charts for a year and a half. Wow! Think about that. That's that's very impressive. So the ocean, and of course the story of this game is sort of famous, where ocean sort of crept in uh, and got, got the license before anyone knew what RoboCop was. Mm-hmm. And then by the time RoboCop came out, it was a big old hit. Well, heck, they were ready to rock and roll. Yeah, that was that's, a very shrewd move. Yeah, that, that's part. definitely the way you way you do it. We buddy. did get some uh, reviews on our Discord channel. Uh, when this first review comes in from Chris Folds, he says, uh, "Strangely fun." <laughs> <laughs> On the spec, yes. this game is slow to play compared to the arcade and C64 versions, but for some reason the drop in speed makes it more playable for me. I don't think it really deserves the high World of Spectrum score or sales records, but a solid and fun game. 7.5 out of 10. And Graham W. Vebke says, It's rare for a licensed movie title to be a decent game, and I see why many people enjoy this game, especially with a digitized voice. It plays mm-hmm. well, has a decent tune playing, but at times I couldn't see the bullets due to the color clash on the wider blue, which is a shame because it's fun otherwise. Seven out of ten. Didn't matter if you could see them or not; they're going to hit you. They are. I will say, I eBay this sucker to see if we get any action. If you want a tape of this game, nine to twelve bucks. Wow! Take it to the house. So it's selling for more than it did originally. Now the big box, the, the big disc, bopper. You're looking nineteen to thirty-three bucks. In fact, a thirty-two dollar I think was still sealed. So you know, this is one of those things where I'm sure it's appealing to both Spectrum fans and RoboCop collectors. I think I think the box actually had a RoboCop poster with it. Mm. Ooh, poster, nice. Well, um, Aaron, I just want to remind everybody listening out there that if you like the show and you want to support us, you can go to uh, Patreon.com/slash Our Sinclair. And uh, I do want to thank those people that are staying up late with us tonight in the chat. Picard 2005. He was here from Jump Street. Yeah, he's over in Finland, man. It's like 4 in the morning there. Pac Billy uh, is here. Duncan Styles, Pixels at Dawn. Vamped Amiga was here. Retro Man Cave stopped in. So thank you guys so much. Uh, we record this show normally every Friday, but next Friday we're taking a week off because we're going to be in New York doing some Amiga stuff with uh, Amiga Bill from the Guru Meditation. New York City, can you believe that? Uh, it's going to be it's going to be wild. Taking the Spectrum to New York. I want to, uh, now. Here's the goal for our visit. Can we find anyone selling Spectrum items in New York City? We're gonna try. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Amiga Bill has the uh, the inside info. He's the on man where to with go. the plan. Yeah, yeah. I know we can find Amiga stuff, with Bill. Um, but I would like to thank our supporters too. Uh, all the fine folks that make this show happen: Laurent Giroux, Gary mm-hmm. Heather, Eric Nelson, Harbonaut, Graham Vebke, Frodo NL, Tapes from the Crypt, Pixels at Dawn, Chris Folds, Paul Harrington, and Christopher Hassel. And you know what I just realized? This is actually this this particular episode is going to tape after we're already back from New York. Wacky, yeah. So forget all that. We're going to be back on schedule next Friday, and you know what we're going to be playing. You the Adam Family. Ah, I'm 
tingling in anticipation. Oh, man, another beating for me. So we're going to be playing the Adams Family next week. Thanks to our Clive's Club members on Patreon that choose the game for us to play every week. Uh, we really appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Until then, keep on pressing the playing the spectrum. I was trying to be clever. Man, you suck. Keep on pressing that rubber keyboard. <laughs> That's horrible, Boat. Until then, rewind tape and press play.